It's a wonderfully filling sandwich that tastes very good and really hits the spot, especially if you're a little hungover. Or, there's no way you won't mispronounce a name and you'll end up more full than a Japanese subway car. Who's right? Let's find out. This week on our ongoing quest to pick our favorite sandwich, the Outsmizer. Is it affordable, ethical, is it healthy and clean? Is it first aid appropriate, even though he's married? Is the origin true? Doesn't matter to me. All that really matters is celebrities. Joe will pick a sandwich now. It's his religion to figure it out. He ate the food. He'll rate. He'll choose. Will it end up on the menu? Oh, what sandwich will he choose? Joe picks a sandwich now. Sandwiches. Dan, so excited to be talking about the sandwich. Now, what is our official podcast pronunciation of this? Joe, I never thought you'd ask. So uh, I, before going to the podcast, I, I listened to myself last week, and I believe my pronunciation was um, <laughs> uh, Utsmeister. I think that's how I pronounced it over Uts, and over again last Uts week. Meister. That's how you were saying it before. So first, I, I went online and I searched for, how do you pronounce Utsmeister? And I mean, to be fair, for people who aren't looking at this word, I guess if you just have the, the podcast episodes right in front of you, the J is in a weird place. And the word is spelled, well, people know how it's spelled. They're looking at their goddamn podcast feed. But anyway, so I searched for how do you pronounce it, and there was a, a YouTube video that said how to pronounce the word, and I was like, oh my god, this is great. And so this was their pronunciation. Ooh, it's Midster. Ooh, it's Midster? The, it's, they just use like a text-to-speech yeah, application. That, yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound right. Like, they, they put a YouTube video, and you can see it, it's got 200 views, where they s- purported to teach us how to pronounce this word and just use the... Ooh, it's Midster. I mean, the, Dan... Dan, it has 200 views. If you if you link to it on, on this podcast feed, it'll it'll end up at 220 views. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if 100% of our audience goes to it. <laughs> but then, Joe, I, being the diligent narrator that I am, I, I re- remember the um, the Turkin incident, you know, from a couple weeks ago that I, we'd never heard the end of that. So I thought, no, I'm going to figure out how to pronounce it. So I watched many videos and tried to isolate because these videos were in Dutch. So I tried to isolate the word and I've got two pronunciations of it that are both different, but the there's one by the girl that I can feel like I could pronounce better. So here is like a, a all Dutch guy, a Dutch chef pronouncing it. It's almost, it's like it's matter. It's tough. But I think this the way this girl pronounces it is a lot more accessible. And it's got a little beat behind it, because that was in the YouTube video. That's how it well <laughs> I think you adding a little too much at the end there. I think it's like Outsmizer. Outsmizer? But if we, there's a little beat, it's like, eh, Outsmizer. Does the beat have to play every time you say it? Well, I took it from a YouTube video, and like in the YouTube video, they sort of had like a beat introducing the YouTube video about how to make the sandwich, so, yes. All right, all right. Outsmizer. All right, well, let's just, let's, just, let's just break this down. So she's pronouncing the U-I-T-S portion of this as outs. And so is he. Outsmizer. Outsmizer. Right, so, so look, we're... We're down on this. Outsmizer. Now it sounds Ouch like she's mother. pronouncing the JT as a Z. Outsmizer. No, I. Well, oh, okay, hold on. Outsmizer. Outsmizer. I, I feel like they both start with outs. Like, outs. I feel like yeah. both of them are completely consistent in the first part. We can part easily of the agree on the outs part. Yes. Absolutely. I, I feel like both of them, though, diverge after the outs. So here, I'll, I'll play each of them five times. Outsmizer. 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 I mean, she's well, definitely saying miser. He's definitely yeah. saying mater. 
Yes, yes. She's definitely saying Miser, which I feel like... So he's just completely Dutch. His whole video's in Dutch. So I think that maybe... Outsmatter. Outsmatter. That's how I'm going to say it. And she is like speaking English and Dutch in the video. So I think maybe she is like Englishizing the word, anglicizing the word. That's the word. Yeah. Anglicizing it. And but she seems to be Dutch too. But I'm not sure if Dutch was her first language or second language. I don't know, but I feel like she's got the pronunciation that's accessible to us. Outsmiser. Outsmiser. And his pronunciation. Outsmiser. Outsmatter. Outsmatter. Yeah, like I think he's making a sound at the end of the word that like doesn't exist in English. <laughs> Outsmatter. I mean, I'm serious. Like I watched the video. Outsmatter. Yeah, I can't it, do it. It's it's weird, but she's just saying miser. Outsmiser. Yeah. So I'm going with outsmiser. I'm gonna go with outsmatter. Okay. Great. <laughs> Perfect. You know, Joe, coming into this podcast. It's it's funny that the uh, the con from uh, Fanwich Jonas, who's going to be featured very prominently uh, in this episode, because it was his sandwich. Thank you, Jonas, and and Jonas backed up his sandwich with. A I bomb. think it's pronounced uh, Jonas, Dan. <laughs> well, I'm going to pronounce it Jonas. You could pronounce it however you want. I think it's Jonas. pronounced Ounsmader. <laughs> yes, that he, he would love it. So. You know, his information's coming later. He gave the pro and the cons, but he says, there's no way you won't mispronounce the name. You'll end up more full than a Japanese subway car. Now, Joe, as a, first of all... As an American podcast, though, don't we don't we have the, like, shouldn't we just be giving this, like, the English... Like, should we just, just call it, like, a UMJ or something? <laughs> <laughs> are, the, are those the dominant letters, you think? Outsmiser. I feel like a Z should be in there. Well, I mean, now you're getting into the whole miser versus modder debate. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the next sandwich court look i'm taking i'm taking a stand on miser you can't even pronounce your part of it right outsmarter i think i think Jonas is gonna comp he's gonna write in complimenting me on this anyways you're stepping on my whole story here joe which is just what i need in my state as i'm about to describe first of all i just had an outsmiser and i'm very full because it's a very filling sandwich and before that joe a i work today which i haven't done in many years which is terrible on the way home from work i took the subway which i've taken hundreds of times before but today for the first time ever the subway was going like full speed like 70 miles an hour and they just like upgraded all the cars so these are like the newfangled cars and then it just stopped like it was going 70 miles an hour in the tunnel and it just like slammed on the brake oh and like everybody like, you know, fell over and was like completely jarred. And I was holding the rail, which I actually I don't do all of the time, but for some reason I was. And I like my left shoulder, like as the thing stopped and I like held myself up, I think I tweaked my left shoulder. So, I mean, thank- my day is just going terribly. Thank goodness you hadn't had the outsmarter before. The subway car and they would have been outsmarter all over your fellow passengers. There would have been. There would have been. It would have been bad. And then the guy gets on the radio and he's like, up oh, the computer broke. <laughs> like everybody in the car is just laughing. Like, that's a reason for the car to go from seventy miles an hour to zero miles an hour to slam on the brakes. And then I can hear there are like other cars in the tunnel, so I'm like, Oh, I hope the other cars know that the computer on this one broke. Because it's like, if the computer broke, who's telling the other cars yeah, how that there's are they a broken down car? And then, anyways, and then I think he just restarted the computer. So he just sat there for like a minute, and then the train slowly proceeded on. So but, the way that they fixed your train was literally turning their computer off and then on again? Yes. <laughs> that is what this, like, multi-billion dollar, like, car train upgrade has done for San Francisco. And then, and then I got this, I packed in the subway car, hurt the shoulder, ate an Utsmeiser, Oh shit! I said it wrong. Outsmiser. Oh my god! It's just nothing's going right for me, Joe. I hope you've had a better day and week. I mean, I've I've been having a great day. I didn't get on any subways. I ate my outmoder last night. <laughs> uh, I did so, like I did like the picture of yours. I mean, we'll get into it in the preparation, but your your eggs over easy were absolutely spectacular. It's that skillet, baby. It cooks a good egg. Because I'll tell you, I tried to make my eggs over easy, and uh, I failed both times. Yeah. I mean, I will say that uh, even with my really nice skillet, uh, the reason why I only used two eggs, not the three that most recipes call for, would be because one of them kind of got ruined. Hmm. Well, 
<laughs> I like how you're, you're you're becoming an Instagram chef, where you're just like, if the food doesn't look good, it doesn't oh, you know, no, get rid of it. Oh, definitely not. Uh-uh. The thing doesn't is... Doesn't make it on the plate. Do not tell Josh about that, because if memory serves me correctly, in one of the monster episodes, he was against the pretty vegetable craze and all the food waste it caused. Well, I mean, I didn't throw away the egg. We still ate it. That's like a family. We just didn't... It just didn't make it on the outs monster or whatever. <laughs> it's gonna be a long episode that was not good i mean the funny thing is i've written like a phonetic way to pronounce it but if it's if it's not on the screen and i'm looking at it i completely forget how to say it i think i just said ouch monster (laughs) i think you definitely said something monster well we'll have an instant replay of that at some point but uh, we can hear it many times but i'll I'll just refresh us every now and then So what's your history with the sandwich, Dan? <laughs> well, let's see. Last week I was very against the sandwich wheel, and then it came up on the sandwich wheel, and then I became upset. What was yours? What was your history? It was it, to me that was my ouch monster when the when the, the <laughs> ouch I mean, came up. My history with the sandwich. Um, well, I will say, reading about it this week, it does seem like there's a lot of people saying like. Oh, I loved eating these when I was in Amsterdam. Or like, what a great Amsterdam breakfast. I've been to Amsterdam. I've, ne- I, I've never seen this or heard of it before. Hmm. I mean, it, it could be a, an actual, like like uh, something only the locals eat. So I guess so. We might be, I, I had said last week that we're definitely the only people ever to do a podcast on it, which may or may not be true. I, I mean, to I, be fair, I may have been in Amsterdam. If I saw this on a menu, it's not like it would have been like, give me that thing I can't pronounce. <laughs> The thing is, if it were a picture, though, you could sort of like you'd see the eggs and you'd be like, "All right, you know that looks fine." Yeah. Um, but on YouTube, as I said, you know, I, I found these pronounce these great pronunciations. Outsmither. Outsmither. There, there are like three videos about this on YouTube. So, and, and then there are a lot of videos. Like I think the word also means bouncer, as as well. We, I think we talked about uh, last week because it came up, and um, Jonas will get into that a little more. But I think the ratio of videos about the like other uh, pronun- or, or, like other definition of the word to like this breakfast is like ten to one. Right. So right. this is another. This is this is really like not a super popular sandwich. And oh no, we are we are we are we are deep, deeply entrenched in in the sandwich making world. And Dan, I mean, I'm I, I'm remiss in not bringing this up. We've made it. We we are now officially Dan as of this recording, the longest running sandwich podcast ever. <laughs> I thought ever you were in the podcast say universe. We're officially ouch monsters. <laughs> We've made it. We've made it. I mean, this is what happens. This is what happens when a sandwich podcast runs this long. They start doing episodes on 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 completely unknown sandwiches. Yes, on all sorts of monsters. Boy, if Josh called it an ouch monster, that is going to be oh my god incredible. I- Thank goodness none of us actually read Josh's uh, submissions before we do it on the air. Well, that would take away the authenticity of it. Well, Joe, I'm happy, but, you know, I to me, I, I wish I had been selected. I wish it could have been my sandwich that did it. It's it's tough that it's the outsmizer, but here's I, I've decided I've come up with a little, like, internal thing that I've been rooting against the listener wheel, obviously, this whole time. And I you think some of you hate it. I think our fan witches are um, – they feel like I'm attacking them when I'm attacking the listener wheel. But true. to me, I'm just attacking the loss of control that comes with giving up the choice of sandwich and, you know, we're ending up with these bizarre Dutch sandwiches. But in light of everything that horrible has happened to me today, Jonas, Fanwich Jonas, did such a great job with this sandwich that I've realized the silver lining of the listener wheel – is if any time the listener wheel is submitted, I'm not doing any research. It is up to the person who put it on the re- listener wheel to do all the research for me and then email it to me. And that way, I'll root for it because it's less work for me. So this is saving you your normal like 20 minutes of research? Yeah, it's a little more than 20 minutes. But look, Jonas put it on the wheel. It got picked by him. He has a great connection to the sandwich. And he covered all of the things that I wanted to cover. And Joe, without further ado, are we ready to open the book? <laughs> Damn it. 
Okay, instead of keep looking up my phonetic pronunciation, every time I pronounce it, I'm just going to let her pronounce it first and then copy her. Okay. Are you ready, Joe, to open the book on the... Outsmizer. On the Outsmizer. I can't wait. Let's do it. All right. Fanwitch Jonas says, Hi, Dan and Joe. I'll preface this by saying English is not my native language. Oh, man. We should ask him how he pronounces it. Yeah, I mean, Dutch is definitely not our native language. Yeah. Well, I feel like by the end of this episode, we'll be learning a little bit. And I tend to ramble a bit, so feel free to edit as you feel necessary. I'm the man behind the Reddit user, Radiation is Good. And as I was mudding the drywall for my little daughter's room last night, while listening to the dulcet tones of my favorite nonsense podcasters, I was delighted that my sandwich was picked. Oh, I'm glad we could make his evening. Now perhaps my chance of redemption, since both the New England Patriots and Denmark were so crudely discharged in previous seasons. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this this is your one shot. This is amazing. Three, all three, I mean, Fanwich Jonas has been with us for so long. He now helps us ring in the longest ever sandwich podcast in history. This is beautiful, Joe. Yeah, it feels it feels like this is how, how this thing should be happening, Dan. My history with the... Outsmizer. With the Outsmizer, a very Dutch sandwich, is that while I'm born and raised in Denmark, my father lived in the Netherlands in my teens, so I visit him quite frequently there. And when going to cafes in the city, I often had this wonderful breakfast-slash-brunch sandwich. I remember it being quite large, often extending even beyond the circumference of the plate upon which it was served. And since I was a growing boy, that was precisely what I was looking for. Oh, and by the way, it's delicious. That's my private relation to the sandwich, but the origin of the sandwich, as I have been told, is that the... Outsmizer. Outsmizer. Actually, I'll just let her say it for now. <laughs> is that the Outsmizer <laughs> means bouncer, literally outthrower. And the sandwich was served to, eaten by the bouncers after closing. And since they're big men, they needed a big, hearty sandwich. But Wikipedia claims that it's actually a Dutch version of a German sandwich originating from Berlin called a... Strammer Max, but that's just slander. By the way, it's usually served while warm. I hope you enjoy it, as I have many fond memories of eating the sandwich together with my dad when visiting him in my younger years. Kind regards, Fandwich Jonas. So, it literally means the outthrower. Is that what they're saying? Well, I mean, oot. Out? Oh, damn it. Out. Out? <laughs> I mean... Modern I mean, like means to throw. Going back to my 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 worst pronunciation. Yeah, out, outsmizer. Yeah, I guess that just means out. And then yeah, maybe miser means you know to throw. I mean, had you thrown it up on the subway, it, it really would have been fitting. <laughs> I mean, it still could be an outsmizer later tonight. Who knows? I mean, I love that this is like a memory that that Jonas has not just from his childhood, but from <laughs> visiting his father. It's you know sandwiches. They bring people together, Dan. They do. They do. And I could imagine if you were, you know, visiting your father somewhere and you're hungry and you're just thinking, like, what's the biggest sandwich? You know, I, I want the biggest breakfast you can get. You know, it seems like this would be a really good choice. I think it's pronounced father. Father. <laughs> well, I think it might be mater, you know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That would be mother. Potter. Outs potter. Anyways. <laughs> uh, no, it's beautiful history. And I'm glad we're doing this for our, for our, you know, perhaps our finale, but now being the longest running sandwich podcast of all time. And being the listener sandwich show, I think you can also steal Jonas's history with the sandwich as your own. If you it want is to now our history. Yeah, that, I, if it, you want, <laughs> we were we were visiting all of our fathers in the Netherlands on those trips. <laughs> yes, it is now the official <laughs> fanwich history of it. Ah, uh, the old, the good times of me and Joel having our, uh, our delicious... Outsmizer. Mm, 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 mm. Some good father-son bonding. Yeah, good, good times, good times. Uh, all right, Joe, there you go. That's the history. Maybe stolen from the Germans, maybe not. We don't know. I can imagine a bouncer eating this thing. You know, this thing is, this thing is big. This is... Yeah, you know what? I mean, I will say it makes sense that the history is, is sort of like the, it's, it's the type of food you want to eat at like three in the morning when a bouncer is getting off their shift, right? Because it's like you, you're, you're tired, you're hungry, but it's also like it's, it's, it's the in-between dinner and breakfast time. It's perfect for that. 
And I think this is the type of thing that it makes it's like so big, it makes you want to go to sleep after eating it. Absolutely. I think this history is six and a half out of ten. Six and a half. Great wow. history. Our history, our, our, our shared Dutch history gives it a little boost there. Absolutely. Now, Joe, could the Oxmonitor be in your regular rotation? So here we're going to talk about prep, <laughs> all important availability and uh, health. Well, Dan, I mean, did you find th- this? Was there an outsmaster? <laughs> Ouch. God damn it. Was there an outsmaster? Outsmaster. Yeah. Uh, for District. You, since you're pronouncing it like him, I'll just, I'll just, every time I'm, I think you're about to say it, I'll try to get uh, it. You know, actually, Dan, can we just say it perfectly once and then you edit it over what we say every single time? <laughs> yes. Boy, <laughs> what? I just want to edit him doing it all the time. <laughs> we can't even say it. <laughs> Outsmother. It's like Outsmother. He's saying <laughs> you're like muddling your mouth to like say it. No, it's true. Um did you find the Outsmother district in San Francisco? Much uh, like your Torta Quest? I'm actually gonna search Yelp right now. I'm, I'm doing the same. I didn't look at uh, Yelp, but maybe Oh. No. No results. <laughs> no results for Outsmother in San Francisco. Oh no. Wow. Wow. I'm going to see if anywhere on the internet there's a single website that has San Francisco in the same website. Okay. Oh, there are a few hits. A Dutch survivor guide for San Francisco Bay. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I mean, I will say, if I search for this in Amsterdam, there's like 100 places. Oh, man. It says it shows up on the page, but I can't find it. It's in the Google snippet, but it's not in the page. Oh, you need to go to your uh, dark web internet history now. <laughs> no, there's no time. I can't do it. Wait, it says, oh, it says there's a place called Little Amsterdam in Saratoga, California. Oh, no, it's closed. No. Okay. I don't know where Saratoga, California is. Let's see how far away that is from San Francisco. And, of course, the place is closed, but okay, let's see. This is only, oh, that's not bad at all. 55-minute drive to Little Amsterdam. Well, to be fair, it only has three stars out of five, so. We were, <laughs> we were immediately beveraged, and our order was taken the moment we were ready. I ordered, I ordered snurt, Dutch pea soup, and a Dutch relative of the croque monsieur. Wow. Oh, interesting. The was good. But nothing that I couldn't have fried up myself. I would probably order the snurt and crocotin again. Okay. Well, Joe, the... Outsmiser. It's tough to pull off in the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, well, especially when you can order snurt. I mean, <laughs> you, you know me, Dan. I say if you're out and you can get snurt, you get yourself some fucking snurt. Look, I mean, when I if it was my choice for the sandwich last week, I was actually going to pick snurt. Can we put snurt on the fan wheel? <laughs> Uh, no, look, I mean, obviously this is to pick this sandwich is never a sandwich you're going to be able to get out, but I will say Dan, and we can talk about our experience cooking the sandwich. It was relatively easy to cook. I mean, you, you've been in our house, Dan, you know that my skillet is in constant use. I make eggs all the time. So making a few eggs easy. Yeah. And what I did, and it's sort of like none of the, um, None of the recipes that I, I I found told me to do this, but you know a lot of them were saying you toast the bread first. But I just basically made like an open face grilled cheese sandwich with the ham and the um, cheese, and then like waited till that was like very warm and toasted, and the cheese had melted. Took it off and really quickly made the what became two eggs sunny side up and put them on, and so everything was still warm. And I would say the prep for this took me maybe like eight minutes. Very fast sandwich to make. Interesting. So the way I made it or the 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 original one, not the one I made today was a little bit rushed. So I, I won't call, call it my official one. But the one I made yesterday, I toasted the bread, got the bread warm separately. Then I put the cheese on, which was interesting. Oh, I buttered the bread. And then I, in yeah. yours, I noticed your cheese was very melted. My cheese was not melted. Yeah. And I I did get the Gouda cheese, 
and Gouda cheese to me, and my my Gouda cheese came from the Netherlands. It was from Netherlands uh, Gouda cheese. Uh, it must be a, a real Dutch uh, type cheese. It's a really tough cheese to work with because it's very it's very hard to cut into like thin slices because it's like not it's like so tough like it the 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 cheese is not rigid enough that you can really like dig into it and have full control over it but it's also really tough to slice so uh i i had a lot of trouble with that and i think the problem with that is it ended up my slices of gouda were just like way too thick and then and then i put them on the butter bread and again i didn't toast them so that wasn't melted and then it my recipe said okay take your pieces of ham put them on the side of the skillet as it's warming up to heat them up a little bit then put your eggs on afterwards my problem was i think i left the ham on a little too long and it sort of smell it, it makes it smells like bacon a little bit when you're just like putting uh, ham on the skillet and then I, it was sort of like a comedy of errors where the ham was like getting too hot but i wanted everything to be like just right so the ham g- got hot and then i tried to rush and get the eggs and like you know i the shell was like getting in there and then I basically just made fried eggs because I just didn't have the skill to make over easy eggs, which was, I, I think, still fine. And I in mean, fact, fried eggs, you still get the same. I mean, obviously, before you eat it, you break the egg. So it's sort of like it doesn't really matter. Like, I mean, yeah. the point is to have the runny egg. You know, um, the way you did it is the way that it was sort of like supposed to be done in the recipe. But I, I actually think that my method is like should be the adopted method for the outsmarter. Because it was, I, I'm getting better. Yeah, um, that was good. Because the bread, which I did butter, I forgot to say that step. The bread, the ham, and the cheese were all like the perfect warmth, and then they cooled down like a little bit as I cooked the egg. But I mean, to make an egg sunny side up takes like literally two minutes. So yeah, it's very quick. And that, that's the thing, you know. I made a fried egg when I went online, and actually in this video. They just say, just make a fried egg and put it on top. So, like, I, I do think that it, it does depend um, on exactly whose recipe and what the authentic version is. So the sunny side up looks very good. It does. It, it, I, I mean, you're, like, you know, the fried egg is, unfortunately, it's like, it, it's it's not an Instagram-ready. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, my sandwich, I mean, not to brag, but my sandwich looked good. Yeah, when... You know, each week I think you're you're trying to pick the best photo to to do your spamming of Reddit of all the sandwich forms. This week it's definitely going to be yours. So I, I mean, I, yours look beautiful, and you even put a little some um, greens on there. Additionally, chives, yeah, yeah, that's a well, key move. Yeah, my recipe called for chives. I don't know, did yours? Uh, I, it might have, but you know, it's it's my same problem with uh, the lettuce. You know, I'm not buying a little a whole two dollar thing of herbs to have just like a little. Tiny bit on this goddamn. I mean, you know me, Dan. I grew the herbs in my garden, so it was easy. I just walked outside and grabbed a sprig of chive. Yeah, I actually want to have an herb garden just so I could actually do that because otherwise I would never use them. So the prep was super easy, and you know, I thought I thought that uh, you know it didn't take long. All the ingredients are things that are like it's a very simple sandwich. Like I have eggs, I have bread, I have butter. I don't normally buy ham but i mean like any ham-based sandwich you know you're gonna buy ham yeah yeah uh and and just to to fill it out i'll talk about the health which 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 i think is you know somewhat interesting because you know this was talked about as the like bouncer sandwich and um you know in the con it was it was talked about as the the sandwich that makes you incredibly full and this sandwich i mean it's shockingly well balanced um, but it, it's, it's a bit of a bomb. So my, the sandwich I made with the, the things I put on there was uh, about one and a half ounces of cheese, mm-hmm. two ounces of ham. And, you know, two ounces of ham is, is not that much ham. No. But then here's where the, the two eggs add up, the two pieces of bread add up. And I ended up using about a tablespoon of butter just in between the fried egg and then buttering both pieces of bread. And so this thing ended up at 671 calories and 37 grams of fat, almost uh, ex- uh, mostly from the butter and the eggs, 43 grams of carbs, almost all from the bread, a little bit from the eggs, and 38 grams of protein, which is coming from both the eggs, the ham, and the cheese. And um, so it's, it's actually like quite well balanced between those three. But at the same time, it is this is a very dense sandwich. Yeah, I mean, I think that I made it sort of the traditional way, 
for myself to try it out. But I think if I were to do this again, I probably wouldn't use two pieces of bread. I would probably just do the single. I don't know what the singular form of uns, outs mater is, but you know, whatever that is, that's not only one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to be fair to the caloric intake, it is like, this is your dinner or your breakfast or whatever. This is like a brunch sandwich. Like it's, you're not, you're not having anything else on the side. You're not having this in a bag of potato chips. Like this is your meal. Yeah. It like, it like will cover up the whole plate. There'll be no, no yes. room for anything else on the plate. Yeah. And it, but again, it's, this isn't, this is like a bodybuilder sandwich. Like this has got everything. It's right. got, it's got tons of protein. Tons of, Cause you know, we look at some other sandwiches and they're like, uh, you know, the PB and J for example, it, it's like packed with sugar or whatever. The lox one is, is packed with sodium. This is just well balanced. Like you're getting, all your protein, all your fat, all your carbs. I mean, the problem is it's just a ton of all of those things, you know, coming in at over 700 calories. Yeah. But, you know, to your point, you make half of this, you make this 350, 400 calories. You know, this could be a really nice breakfast, you know, that's that's going to fuel you without, you know, giving it's you also, that. It's also, and look, we're going to talk about this in multiple times on this podcast. This is our first sandwich with an egg on it. And... In my opinion, Dan, eggs are just great on sandwiches. They're easy to prep. They're high in protein. They add a lot of flavor. And like, especially if you do it fried or, or over easy or whatever, you get the sort of like, it's, it's like a, it's like a meat and a condiment wrapped into one. Cause you get like the, 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 the wetness of the egg, like adds to like the, the texture of it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love egg yolk on stuff, but I also, I, I sometimes, Sometimes I feel like I, I go in cycles with the egg where it's like sometimes I just love an egg on everything and sometimes it's just like it's too much egg, you know. And I, I think I'm sort of in the too much egg mood right now, which which probably hurt my uh, feeling of the sandwich. It's a very, very egg-dominant sandwich. I mean, are you just in that mood right now because in the last 48 hours you would have had to have at least four, if not more, eggs because of your – but I don't think that's a lie. I think some people have that many eggs, uh, like every day. Like, oh, yeah. that's and a that's normal too many routine. Eggs. Yeah, that's too many eggs. Um, yeah, the 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 proximity. I shouldn't have had two in two days. That was too much. Is I this an it. everyday sandwich? No, it's certainly not an everyday sandwich. But it's but but I, I could easily see this being added to my rotation. So I'm going to say seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. All right. Well, moving right along. Is this a first date sandwich? Now. For the first time ever, Joe, we are going to go, we're going to go open up the the lunch pail earlier because for once, our first date expert, Rob, has- Oh, he's on time with his feedback? Has actually sent it in advance. I mean, barely. Have you read it? Is this about the torta? (laughs) I I have not read it. All it says is that the the title is- um, uh, boy, is that how this sandwich is actually spelled? I don't think so, right? Okay, yeah, it's wrong. He got because I'm just looking at this and I'm like, this doesn't look right. He spelled it Oots Mit Jar. <laughs> he put a Z instead of an S. He has the T and the J backwards, and he put an A at the end instead of an E. So real bad work by Rob, or bad work by me pronouncing it. Wait, I so how would you pronounce Rob's version of it? Oots Mit Jar. <laughs> okay, so you have Ouch Monster and Oots Mit Jar. Yeah, because if the T and the J are the other way, then it's like... <laughs> yeah, definitely. <Outsmizer>. Miser. Outsmizer. <laughs> but when the T and the J are the way he does, it's just mitjar. Oot All right. mitjar. All right. I don't think we need to read the rest of it. That's just Rob's feedback. Let's just go with that. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm back from my vacations. Hawaii and Vegas. Good. Great. Thanks, Rob. Really need to know where you're going on vacation. I obviously have never had one of these by name. I mean, who has? Uh, already insulting Fanwich Jonas. Yeah, I mean, come on, Dan. Or whoever you are, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're... Maybe we should have just cut this podcast off at 11, Joe. <laughs> but if you're eating a breakfast sandwich on a first date, it either went very well or you have an unusual choice of first date. If the breakfast sandwich is the beginning of your first date, I would disagree that it makes a good first date sandwich. You look a bit like a child who enjoys sandwiches instead of an adult who orders a legitimate breakfast. Breakfast. 
Plus, with the over-easy eggs on it, I could see some yolk spillage that would not be a very flattering look. Mm -hmm. If the breakfast sandwich is the end of a very good date, then it doesn't matter what you order. You did just fine. Look, look, other than than Rob's, you know, strange bragging about, you know, having hypothetical sex with a hypothetical first date that exists on a sandwich podcast. Um, So taking that aside, I do agree with his overall assessment that it would sort of be a strange choice for a first date. Like I'm trying to uh, picture the scenario where you're like, hey, for our first date, I used to go to this restaurant called Little Amsterdam. It closed down, but they had this really great thing. Why don't you come over? I'll I'll make us snurt snurt with a with a little outs minster on the side. Outs matter. <laughs> you really <laughs> that was like Westminster. <laughs> you lost your West- madre. Outs matter. Outs matter on the side. Uh, and, and we'll just hang out like Dan as a, as a real first date expert, tell me how this happens. Tell me how you end up eating this on a first date. Well, for, I'm going to present the pro case because I'm going to talk a little bit. See, I think a lot of our, our fan, out there are thinking of this as a sandwich and it is a sandwich. It is an open face sandwich though. And so here's what I'm going to say. First date going to brunch. It's not unheard of. It it would be um it would be unusual and it probably would be the type of thing that you do when you're like starting out as friends, you go to friends with benefits and then you're like, let's make this official, like let's go out on like when you're sort of like sleeping with somebody, but it's not official, like some when you like go out to a restaurant, that's like then you you're like dating at that point. Yeah. And th- this was certainly what it was like when I was in college, that it's like, no, 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 like going to the, the cafeteria doesn't count. But if you like go to a restaurant with a person, you're now dating. Well, OK, let me ask you this, Dan. In your, in your time as like an online dater, like finding random people to meet and going out, I assume there's some like arranging of like, oh, OK, well, are you free this night or that night? Or like, OK, do you want to go to this neighborhood, that neighborhood, whatever? Would it ever occur to you or or did it, as a matter of fact, to say like, you know, how about a brunch date? Or are you really confined to like the Friday, Saturday nights? Well, well actually, for, for a first date, you never want to go on a Friday or Saturday night. It's, oh, okay. it's well, too, okay. too well. much expectations. Okay, I'm learning here. Okay. Yes. Do you want to go uh, on like a Wednesday? Uh, you Absolutely. You want to go on a work night. So, um, and, and you actually, like, I actually think you could go on an afternoon date, which is uh, very popular with a lot of people who don't like drinking dates. And you could definitely go to a place, you know, you could go to Little Amsterdam if they serve good coffee or something. The only reason I would not recommend this is that I think that, well, I don't recommend that anybody actually eat food on a first date. It's, it's, it's too risky and it's too time consuming. But uh, assuming we're in the world where that's okay. Right. I mean, cause and, this is a, a food podcast. We're talking about if the food is, a, we have to and the, this assume is you're eating literally something. one of our like three categories. <laughs> so with that assumption in mind, and this is what I get to all the way at the beginning, how I'm going to make the case for it. You're going to little Amsterdam. You're going on a, on a, um, it's not even a brunch date. I'll just say it's an afternoon date, which is not uncommon at all. So 2 PM you're meeting up. Uh, you're, you're both on your lunch break from work. You, you go to Little Amsterdam, and you say, oh, I'm really hungry. You know, I had meetings all morning. Do you mind if I order a... And she's like, oh, yeah, fine. She orders his co- her coffee. You get your... And then here's the thing. I don't know if this is the way you ate the sandwich, but this is certainly the way I ate the sandwich. I ate it with a knife and a fork. It, I, Dan, this is our first knife and fork sandwich. It's a knife and fork sandwich, and I believe that the sandwich actually, you sort of break the yolk apart. The yolk sort of absorbs into the bread and and sort of into the, you know, there's like ham and stuff. But the yolk eventually, like, yolk isn't dripping everywhere. The yolk finds a way to absorb. You're cutting off little pieces. It actually, this sandwich, you know, in our great um, toothpick debate. Like, the fork serves as a toothpick for every bite, holding the various layers of stuff together. I found it to be, of any sandwich we've had, 
the cleanest sandwich to eat. I mean, it's true what you're saying. Uh, you know, essentially, a fork, what is a fork if not four metal toothpicks that you get to <laughs> hold and control? Exactly. And I, I think that if you were there on a date, eating your, oh crap, I said too soon. I, I'm trying to time it so it like fits exactly in with the sentence so we don't have to hear the beat. But if you time it, or, no, no, I'm just thinking about timing. <laughs> okay. Really should have stopped at 11. Really, really made a mistake. You're eating this. You have the knife and the fork. You're both chatting. She's sipping her coffee. You're taking bites of it. Also, other than the fact that it's big, which is a problem, it's each bite is like small. You're not like it's not like you have a, a burrito and you're taking giant massive bites of it and you're chewing. You could take small little bites. You know, uh, yes. if this is a queen situation, the four nibbles. Could, yeah, four yeah. nibbles is easy to do with this. This is no problem with the four nibbles. And again, you don't even have to put the sandwich down. You you put your your uh, knife and a fork down. So. I think that other than my rule that you should never eat a sandwich on a first date, <laughs> which again invalidates this whole thing, I think that this, the, um, actually is probably one of the best that, that, that we've come across. Cause I can think of a realistic situation where you'd order this and a realistic situation where you could be eating this on a first date. Here's my one issue, Dan, and I agree with 100% of everything you're saying. You've never made more sense in your life. Wow. Um, my, I'm my just one... recovering from that jostling of that damn subway car. <laughs> it must have jostled something loose, Dan, because you sound like a genius. But the one, <laughs> the one thing it set that me free would would terrify me away from ever ordering this on a first date is I don't think I would ever order something that I wasn't completely sure of the pronunciation of. Mm. Because I wouldn't want to order it off of a menu and have the waitress or waiter be like, "What." <laughs> the uh, the ouch monster and 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 be like what what are you what are you trying to order and then be like that and then be like oh you mean the ouch monster and be like yeah yes, I'm an yeah. idiot. Well, I'll tell you, if you did pull it off, it's it's a high risk move and H- high risk high reward. I agree with high, that. High risk, but the worst thing is if you if you're like hey uh, I'd like a uh, monster and the waiter's like oh okay ouch then <laughs> your date is just gonna be like ugh. And your date starts looking at the waiter like, well, why? How come I'm not dating him? (laughs) Definitely. And you're like, no, that's the Dutch English pronunciation. Like, they're both valid. Now, I I will say as a caution to all of our listeners, if you are an American and you're taking out a Dutch person, don't don't. It seems like pandering. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't go to the closed little Amsterdam. Yeah. You know, overall, first date sandwich. Uh, Rob made some good points. I think you made some better ones. I'm going to say seven out of ten. I like it. Seven out. Wow, this is a, a nice little run. For the damn it. Well, in Dutch, sometimes you can <laughs> you put the, the subject, you know, at the end of the sentence. It's 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 the uh, you know we're still reeling from the uh, daylight savings time, Dan. <laughs> it's just a little early. I'm reeling from a lot of things, but now here we go. Into the the egg of this sandwich, Dan. Do you have a uh, class action lawsuit against Bart? <laughs> well, first of all, it was Muni, but I was thinking about it. If my arm is like injured, I mean, that thing really came to a stop very quickly. It, it, I mean, it I think be safe. All of our listeners, including uh, Jonas, who stuck with us for three seasons, they love they love uh, you know you know Dan's Dan's legal corner where we talk about your ongoing court battles. Actually, you know who made the cars, Joe Siemens. <laughs> what, is that, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> they're like a they're like a giant tech, you know, uh, whatever engineering giant. They've so got deep pockets. There's a lot of money there, Dan. Yeah, it wasn't until I said it out loud that I'm like, boy, that's a really tough name for them. I know. Well, I mean, I thought you were going to say Boeing made it, and I was going to be like, oh man, then you definitely got a lawsuit on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, Joe, I'm just glad I don't have to fly anywhere for this wedding. <laughs> that's true. I know the rest of us. No. Flying's perfectly safe. Damn. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I thought flying would be much more dangerous than riding the underground subway, but now I'm not so sure anymore. Anyways, does the sandwich, does the taste good? Yeah. I mean, I thought it tasted great, Dan. Look, I like an egg on a sandwich. I I think the combo here is a very classic combo. You have your your meat, your bread, 
It's grilled, which I mean, look, adding some heat is always a good thing. Uh, it doesn't when you when you talk about mouth feel, it doesn't really have any crunch elements to it, which is probably it does a little if you lacking. toast the bread though. Does the bread, if you toast the bread, the bread? The bread adds to it. I could have used maybe like a little bit of like lettuce on top. I know you hate that or something like that, but in general, I thought it tasted great. I thought I thought the egg made a nice little like. Uh, I mean, the egg yolk flavor is great and adds a great texture. I, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Well, I guess for me, I don't know, just the thought, maybe it's because I'm still full from having eaten one, but the thought of this sandwich is right now like uh, nauseating to me. It's not bad, but you know, it, it just, it tastes exactly like what it says. And, you know, if you're not in the mood for a lot of bread, a lot of butter, a lot of cheese, egg, and then, you know, the ham was fine. I did, I should note, I did use the same uh, Boar's Head Smokemaster Beechwood Smoke Black Forest ham that I used in the ham and cheese. Uh, but, you know, to me, now having had two ham sandwiches, and actually, just come to think of it, <laughs> this and the, the ham and cheese are actually quite similar. This is just like, heat up, toast the bread, put butter on it, and then put egg on there, and then like, open it up. But, I, I mean, to me, the ham and cheese with this was just a, a much better sandwich. Like, I, I don't know. I, really? I, I guess really? I guess I'm just in such a mood with these eggs lately. But I, I don't know. It just, to me, it just wasn't working for me. And honestly, I felt like bad both times after I ate it, including right now. I don't, I don't disagree with you that this is a sandwich that you want to be in the mood for. And I could see how it, it has a density that... Other sandwiches do not. Where like, yes, you know, yes, sandwiches are often meant to be sort of light meals. This is a dense, dense meal. Yes, not, yes. But I would say though, not unlike a meatball sub, which we yep. also talked about. Yep. Uh, where like, look, if you just don't want a full fucking meatball dinner, like you shouldn't eat a meatball sub. And like, I think for what this sandwich is trying to accomplish, it's doing a very good job at it. Yeah. I mean, also, come to I'm like just thinking about it, and I feel like there are almost like different standards for like what tastes people are looking for at different times of the day. And I mean, I, I just think like breakfast is not that like nobody's has their most like delicious meal at breakfast. And I just I don't think this I, like to me, this is just meant to be more hearty than it is to be like a, a, a taste powerhouse. But, you know, I think it does its job well but you know to me i it's just i don't know it's not what I mean, i'm this, looking for see now this may be where you and i are actually like very different in our taste because dan i mean i know you i know sometimes you don't eat your first meal until like three in the afternoon and in fact the first time i had my was yesterday and i had been out drinking the night before and i, I also bowled my highest game ever joe 236 thank you wow. and beat that rob yeah. <laughs> Good luck. And I didn't actually eat the until like 3 p.m. And it was my first meal of the day, but I had sort of gotten over the point where I was like no longer hungover and I was like really, really hungry. And uh, I felt like at the time it hit the spot. But again, I, I don't know. It, I just didn't like how I felt after eating the sandwich. So I think, but that's I just think like, that maybe I'm in general, I, I might be more of a breakfast person than you are. So you're just implying that the, I like breakfast food more than you. That you just like the early. I mean, I don't know when I'm with you and you're eating that first meal of the day. Like I've seen you eat a lot of first meals of the day. It's rarely like eggs and bacon. It's usually like, I mean, granted we're sort of in unique settings when you and I are together, but it's like usually like a sandwich or a quesadilla or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a, a quesadilla or a taco or a <laughs> pina colada. Like usually we're in Mexico together, but, 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 but the point remains, I'm not, you're not having like eggs for dinner though. I eat eggs for dinner all the time. Wow. Right. Well, you know what? I, I think th- this is j- where, where breakfast our, our for dinner is, is a Mizrahi in. family staple. Well, I think like I wouldn't it, like breakfast for dinner is almost just like eggs for dinner or something. And it's like, you know what? I just think I'm out on eggs. I just think I, I, I don't like the egg and I think you love the egg. And I think that's where we're, where our difference is coming in. I, you, you know, I think that's an important factor in this sandwich, for sure. You have to be in the mood for eggs to eat this sandwich. Yeah, yeah. All right. Look, I think it tasted great. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Wow. 
And I think this uh, could, could tear us apart, Joe. Let's see, though, what Fanwitch Josh PhD has to say. He says the is not a monster. It's not downright virtuous like the Flawfloor PB&J, but it's about as good as it gets for a sandwich with meat. And the reason why is distinctly European. Take a look at your... What do you notice? Where are the disgustingly huge piles of meat? Is there enough cheese to keep a dairy in business? Everything about the... Is in moderation. A thin Mm. slice, maybe two, of nice ham, a slice of Gouda cheese, and a couple of eggs. If you don't want a sandwich that's a monster, but you love the taste of meat, eat an... Or construct your sandwiches similarly. Monster scale, troll. He really could have used the ouch monster line. (laughs) Well, Uh, (laughs) I I think I might uh, repurpose that a little later on, Joe. Uh, Look, uh, this is great. It's true. I like meat. I don't want my sandwiches too monstrous. Good score from Josh. Seven and a half out of ten. It is true. The European student moderation. Mm -hmm. And I I would note, if I did it again, although, again, I don't want it because I'm anti-eggs. I think it is what he's saying is actually good. Less ham, I think, is more for the sandwich. Like, make the egg, which I hate, but you you don't. You like the centerpiece of it. Just put one slice of ham, put a little bit of cheese, let the eggs do, do most of the work. Yeah. No, no, I agree with that. Now, Joe, in what I'm sure is going to be a huge category with all sorts of hits, what uh, what's going on in the Celebrity Big Search for the... Well, Dan, I mean, first of all, let me tell you about the world's largest outsmarter. No, I don't know. There was nothing on here. You know, the one thing that I found, which is super interesting, was obviously, you know, for um, for professional podcasting reasons, I don't like to look into the history of the sandwich before the episode. I want to be surprised. So I didn't know that it meant bodyguard. So all these Dutch websites are coming up. And most of them are about that stupid movie Green Book. <laughs> so I'm like, but they're in Dutch. I'm like, God, did they eat the sandwich in that movie? Like, that's super interesting. Like, what a weird choice for, you know, this. Why this... do you keep bringing up the movie The Green Book it, it, in every episode? Look, Dan, Dan. Is because... it just like an ad an ad at the top of every Bing search? And like, you clicked it once and it just comes up every time? Dan, I'm trying to work in our 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 product in <laughs> Our product integration of Green Book, it's, it's, it's a new sponsorship model where we don't just talk about it. We, we just drop it into casual conversation. So when I was seeing uh, all these search results for the Academy Award-winning Best Picture Green Book, uh, I was thinking to myself, do they eat it in the Deep South, uh, this unlikely pairing? Uh, so I, I did the extra research of putting this into uh, Bing Translate and found, of course, that no – they're just describing the uh, the the um, Vigo Mortensen character as uh, the um, as Marcella Ali's character's driver slash bodyguard. So there you go. They were just oh. using the word bodyguard. That's all. Now, Joe, if you put it into Bing antonym search yeah. and search yep. for sandwich of the deep south, guess what your top hit would be? The Oxmeister. Because Joe. <laughs> Where is the sandwich eaten? None other than the shallow north. Wow. 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 So that that's fascinating, Dan. So it Think really, about it. Yeah, it took me a minute, but I got it. I got it. So this is the opposite of what they would have eaten in the Academy Award winning Best Picture Green Book. Yeah, they would have eaten this in the Red Movie. <laughs> the Red Magazine? Nah, I think movie is better. But anyway, I mean, magazine's a type of book. <laughs> All right. Anyways, what, what are we done here? What what do you, score do you give that? For two your, out of ten. It's terrible score. All right. Great. And now, Joe, everybody's favorite time. Let's put the I'll, okay. I'll, I'll say it this time. Let's put the outsmizer on the cutting board, Joe. So here's how this works. I'm going to make some case, Joe. You will listen to what I have to say, but then you and only you will make the final decision on whether this sandwich goes on the menu for future consideration as your favorite sandwich or whether it goes onto the compost heap where it is out of the running forever. 
But but it it will go back to the the shallow north. I wish I lived in the shallow north. Everything's yeah, better. Yeah, gone, 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 but not forgotten. Yes. Outsmizer, more like stomach riser, <laughs> <laughs> because for both times I had this sandwich, my stomach went from feeling great. You know, actually, I think I just might be allergic to eggs, Joe. Anyways. I don't think the sandwich tastes all that good. It gave me a stomach ache both times I had it. Right now, just the thought of it is making me nauseous. So uh, <laughs> I say uh, to throw it in the compost heap. This sandwich, it's great. You know, maybe it's a right time, right place kind of sandwich. But for me, that's not worthy of the menu. And the eggs just aren't working for me. So if you make me eat the sandwich again, <laughs> it's going to be very cruel. <laughs> this sandwich... With a nice side of snurt, I mean, come on. It doesn't get better than that. No, look, look, uh, I hear what you're saying. I'm sympathetic to it. But I like eggs. And I thought the sandwich was great, Dan. It was easy to make. It's interesting. I like the fact that I'm learning something new and trying something that I've never had before. I say, outsmizer, more like in miser. <laughs> this sandwich, I'm not throwing it out like those bouncers. I'm throwing it in and onto the menu. I liked it. I think it's on the menu, Dan. So it, it's like, well, I mean, the bouncer sort of like lets you in. They they throw you out or they like yes. let you in. So you are like the bouncer. You've got the red velvet. You're opening it in. You're letting the, the outs- outsmizer in. The outsmider of my heart has let the sandwich in. All right. I mean, you know, it's terrible selection, Joe. But you know what? Nothing will make me happier than in the tournament to come in like two or three years. When this one is just like a punching bag, like some other actual great sandwiches against this. Like, come on. I think this, this sandwich is going to hold its own on the menu. Give me a break. BLT versus the Outsmizer. Come on. That's also, a, a, a clean sweep. Our menu will be the only, only menu in North America that has it on it. <laughs> you got to differentiate yourself, Dan. I mean, people are going to start, like, knocking on my door and being like, oh, I saw you had the Outsmizer on the menu. Is that – are you guys open? I'm going to be like, this is a house. I mean, god damn it, Dan. After this episode and the Dutch Crunch, if we don't have a fucking fan following in the Netherlands, I'm done. Are you just pandering to our Dutch fans? Absolutely. <sighs> for shame, Joe. And, for shame. And look, This menu is not for pandering. This is an official thing where we're – categorizing nothing but the best sandwiches all the work that Jonas put in the beautiful memories with his fodder I think (laughs) think, Dan Dan this sandwich has earned its place on the menu it's not pandering this is just this is a damn good sandwich thank you for the recommendation all right whatever and Uh, you know it's high time high time Dan that a sandwich wheel sandwich made it onto the menu that's what I say whatever Okay, uh, there's no lunch bail. We already did it. Thanks, Rob, for that. That was great. Uh, hey, Joe, it's everybody's favorite time picking next week's sandwich. Woo! Okay. So, as per our rules, the sandwich wheel resets. So, it's now going to be three Dan's, three Joe, one listener. How come the Joe is smaller than everything else? Yeah, okay. I fixed it. I fixed <laughs> Jeez, it. Jeez, Dan. All right. Look, give me a break here. All right. So, there. you. Everybody can see the joepickspot.com slash wheel and i do see the web traffic some of our fan witches out there are going to the wheel and making sure we're we're doing it by by the book so that, i mean is there a way that see. they could if they just watch it every monday night when we record for like a few hours in the evening they'll eventually just see it spin right yeah every when it when i do the official spin anybody watching joepickspot.com slash wheel sees the spin in real time so. so people should know if they go on monday night they're gonna see it yeah that don't tell them at the Except maybe time. tuesdays sometimes so yeah, yeah. Anyways, here we go. So now I am I've still got my sandwich in mind from last week, the snurt. And but now if the listener wheel you know, Jonas did absolutely restore my faith in the listener wheel. So great job, Jonas. And uh now I won't be horribly rooting against the listener wheel, but here we go. It goes. Damn, damn, damn. Oh, not the listener wheel again. It won't be. Oh yes. damn. All right. Yes. I want you to be thoughtful here, Dan, though, because the last time this happened, you sent us down a PB&J rabbit hole that lasted for weeks. Yes. Just saying. Be thoughtful about what you're doing. Oh. Can I also bring something else up before you pick? 
before I'll you be bet. thoughtful, Joe. I Don't was talking to a fan witch who <laughs> who who said, "Oh, well, you know, uh, it was <laughs> it's, uh, us being stupid." They're like, "Oh, it was just um, St. Patrick's Day. Did you do a corned beef sandwich for St. Patrick's Day?" I was like, "Oh, that would have been a really good idea." And then they're like, "Oh, well." What did you do? And I was like, oh, well, we did a torta this week instead. And they're like, oh, you should have saved that for Cinco de Mayo. And I was like, damn it. So I'm just saying, Dan, when you pick your sandwich, think about think about any holidays coming up. Think about what we're doing. You know, there might be some good, uh, you know, fan integration we can get with that. Well, our next podcast record, Joe, is going to be April 1st. So what's that, what uh, what's like an April Fool's Day sandwich? What I'm about to suggest is no April Fool, Joe, because my last sandwich... The PB&J got us mired in the depths of such a deep and interesting and complicated sandwich, a depth that we almost never came out of. But here's what I'm proposing to you. Ever since we did that episode, and it's been now a month for me waiting to pick another sandwich, I have been biding my time waiting for this opportunity to correct the wrong that I feel I made when selecting the PB&J. I was correct with one ingredient, the bread. I was correct with the second ingredient, the peanut butter. But I was wrong with the third ingredient, Joe. Take out the jelly, put in a banana, peanut butter and banana sandwich. Boom. Peanut butter, banana. This is what we're doing? This is it? Peanut butter and banana sandwich. I believe this is like Elvis Presley's favorite sandwich. No, now, now, actually, hold on. This is an important point before we... Uh, now, I believe that the Elvis is peanut butter and banana with bacon in it. Well, I think it doesn't have to have bacon in it, but... This says the Elvis is three slices of bacon in your peanut butter and banana. Here's what I'll say, Joe. Here's what I'll say. For next week's sandwich, because I really want to juice up our ratings, I am going to call it the Elvis Presley Sandwich. And here's what I'm saying for all of our sandwiches out there. Bacon, optional. Bacon, optional. So I'm going to have versions of the sandwich without bacon. And just to be a completist, just in case putting that bacon on there makes this sandwich, you know, uh, incredible, 10 times better. I want I want to know that as well. So I'm just putting it the Elvis Presley. You can take that to mean whatever you want, whether you put bacon or not put bacon. I'm sure when I delve into the history, I'll, I'll maybe get an answer to that question. But I submit both of those sandwiches. Just the Elvis Presley. Make it how you want. Bacon optional. All right. So we're doing the Elvis next week. Doing the Elvis. And that, Joe, is no lie. I don't know any Elvis songs. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, wait, I was going to say, was that an Elvis lyric? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, congratulations. Joe, we might love the peanut butter and banana tender. All right. Save it. Save it. Look up some lyrics for next week. Joe, I hope we don't uh, end up doing Jailhouse Rock after eating. No, that doesn't make any sense. Just, I hope I'm not in Heartbreak Hotel if the sandwich doesn't make the menu. I can't help falling in love with the sandwich. All right. All right. Bye, Dan. I know. So, so much more. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, we need their uh, credits. There you go. I hope we won't be having a blue Christmas in April. Dan, right, are anyways. Gonna, Dan, are we going to have a sandwich court next week? Uh, maybe. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> The end of the podcast is just for you complaining of me. Look, I'll do it. All right? Just give me a break. I'm not editing any of this out either. Okay. Uh, Hey, look at this. We have got a new review on iTunes. Deliciously entertaining. Joe and Dan break down a variety of sandwiches with a plum. I'm I'm just a regular guy trying to decide what to have for lunch. But Joe and Dan's trademark mix of witty banter, deep research, and wacky reverence is like a Philly cheesesteak for your mind and for your soul. Wow. Whether you want to learn about the <laughs> Outsmizer or hear an outrageous take on the PB&J, this is the pod for you by Spechticus, who, who I don't know who that could be. Five stars. Love it. Love that it. is a well-written review. That, that person should probably be an author. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I can't wait to give that person a five-star review on their book. Yeah. <laughs> 
there will be an exchange of five-star reviews, a, a quid pro quo. Uh, Unfortunately, my scale's out of 10, as you all know. So, <laughs> Less money. Look, you'll, you'll never compromise your principles, Joe. <laughs> all right. Time to put the bread away until next week. Joe Picks a Sandwich is part of the Joe Picks Podcast Network. To listen to all of our podcasts, go to JoePicksPod.com or join the lively discussion on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Joe Picks. If you want to talk about what we got right or wrong about the... Or if I finally got the timing right, right at the end of the episode. Or if you have a strong opinion about next week's sandwich, the Elvis Presley sandwich. Is it just called the Elvis Presley? All right, we're just calling it the Elvis Presley. Leave a comment on the Reddit page or email us at sandwich at JoePixPod.com. Special thanks to Fanwish Josh for research. His book, Read Me Republican, on bookshelves everywhere this May and available for pre-order on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Also thanks to Fanwish Jeff for the theme song and Fanwish Julia for the logo. Leave us a five-star rating in the iTunes store. Like that anonymous person and we'll read it out loud. And uh, yeah, also so others can find this great podcast. Joe, see you next week. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan.